What is going on, you guys? I go by the name Unknown, and you are listening to the Pipe Bomb Podcast, and this is our SmackDown Live review from the May 15th, 2020 episode, and we're going to jump right into this. This SmackDown was pretty good. It was pretty good. Normally, I get on here on these SmackDown reviews, and I'm like, yo, SmackDown sucks. I don't know if I want to review them anymore. I really don't know, but this SmackDown... I really don't know. I don't know if it was like I was in a good mood yesterday or what, but man, like this episode of SmackDown was was pretty enjoyable. Besides from the first match of the night and the Charlotte segment. Other than that, the rest of the show was pretty okay. To me, it was a pretty decent show. Um we start the show off with um Ms. TV and the special guest was um Otis. Otis while he's Ringside, you know, make his, making his entrance, he decides to do a cartwheel. Otis gets in the ring, tries to sit down in one of the other chairs, and it breaks. Then he goes out the side to stand up. Miz and Morrison are confused as to how the hell Otis won money in the bank and got the girl. Confuses, it, it, it just confuses them. Confuses me too. It confuses me too. Then Miz and Morrison were like, oh, let's get the people familiar with Otis, shall we? Then they start showing baby pictures of Otis. And um, they showed a picture of Otis and um, his mom. And he basically said that his mom is his everything because he grew up with um, a learning disability. And she was always there trying to like teach him certain things so that he was able to pass and graduate and everything. Because um, if he didn't have good grades, he couldn't play sports. And like wrestling and sports were the thing that kept them like happy and motivated and everything. So like that that was something interesting to hear. Cause you don't hear that from from a lot of um stars. You don't hear that from a lot of top stars at all. You don't hear like their backstory. You don't hear like, oh I grew up with this, I grew up with a single you don't hear that at all. You don't hear like too much of their private life. So I really like that segment that we're getting to know Otis more. So just by this segment, I'm assuming that Heavy machinery is no more. Now Otis is a single star and Tucker is off doing whatever he is doing. Um, Miz then goes on to say that he used his Money in the Bank briefcase to launch himself into superstar status. And you are using the Money in the Bank briefcase as a, as a lunchbox. Like that is just so disrespectful that Miz tells Otis, like, you better find a tag team partner. Otis then says that, well, Tucker's not here because he had suffered something with contusion or whatever the hell Otis said. And then Miz said, you better go find a partner because we're going to have a match tonight. So I really like that. I I really enjoyed this segment to get more familiar with Otis as a person, not just a character dialed up to to 11. You know, I really enjoyed that that, um, segment. Then we're going to get on to the first match of the night. As you have heard, and I spoke about it on the channel, that Sami Zayn was stripped of his Intercontinental Championship and that on SmackDown they were going to host an Intercontinental Championship tournament to see who will be crowned the new Intercontinental Champion. And um, the bracket, they released the bracket. So in the first round is um, Daniel Bryan versus Drew Gulak. Sheamus versus Jeff Hardy, Elias versus King Corbin, and AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm kind of surprised AJ Styles is in this. I'm just going to assume 
because of this brand invitation that they just put them on SmackDown for this tournament because they don't have anybody else to insert in the tournament. That's what I'm just assuming. Now, if you listen to the video, I'm taking my pick back. Um, I initially wanted Daniel Bryan because I'm assuming he will be in it. But I'm going with AJ Styles now. He needs a win. He's been losing way too much lately. He lost in The Undertaker, which was kind of... We already knew that was going to happen. He lost the money in the bank, which I felt it should have went to him, right? He needs this Intercontinental Championship, and I feel I feel like he really needs it. So my pick has changed. I'm not going with Daniel Bryan anymore. I'm going with AJ Styles to win the whole fucking thing. But we have our first match of the Intercontinental Championship Tournament, Elias versus King Corbin, yet again. This, they have fought to the death. And I don't really care about this shit. All you need to know is Corbin breaks Elias's guitar. Elias is pissed off and can't believe that someone broke his guitar. And Elias rolls up King Corbin in the typical WWE style roll-up finish. And Elias moves on to the semifinals of the Intercontinental Championship Tournament. My whole thing is this is the per the person King Corbin lost to a roll-up. So, you expect us to believe he's going to fight the WWE champion, Drew McIntyre, on Monday? Okay, whatever. Um, I don't have nothing else to say about that match besides it fucking sucked. And I don't ever want to see Elias versus King Corbin again. Then, before we get on to the next match, they show yet another um, video package of the hacker saying he's going to expose and the truth will be revealed and yada, 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 yada. Um, I don't know if they're holding off the reveal of who the hacker really is, but like this has been going on long enough, and the only like exposing that they've done was um the Sonya Deville thing. So I wonder who's gonna get exposed next, and maybe Bailey and Sasha, or maybe Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Who fucking knows? Who really knows at this point? Or Miz and Morrison? Who knows? Right. Um, the next match we're gonna get into is Naomi versus Dana Brooke. Naomi wants a rematch because she just can't believe that she lost to Dana Brooke to qualify for the women's money in the bank ladder match, the most unique money in the bank match of all time. And yet again, she lost in like um like what 90 seconds, 90 seconds, two minutes. She lost. And then Naomi can't believe it. She's pissed off and she's looking at Dana Brooke like what the fuck? Like, 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 like what is going on? I hated this match, but for Naomi's sake, just like what you did with the Usos, you had them as this face-painted, typical Samoans, you turned them heel, and they became arguably the, the biggest tag team you guys have had in years, along with the New Day, right? So I think if Naomi turns heel, this could be a, a nice boost in her career and could bring her life, because she hasn't done anything since she's came back. She hasn't done much of anything at all, you know? So hopefully they do something with Naomi. And the next thing we're going to get into is um, Charlotte Flair. She comes out to the ring because we just need more Charlotte Flair. Ooh. Charlotte just says typical shit. The, just the typical Charlotte Flair that Fox needed a blonde. And I'm here because my last name is Flair. And I'm surprised that like out of my 10 title reigns, like, five of them or six of them were on SmackDown. So why isn't there a banner right there just hanging on the SmackDown show saying the greatest, the queen, Charlotte Flair? 
Then Bailey and Sasha Banks come out. Bailey starts saying, dude, you're not the best on SmackDown because I'm champion. And last time I checked, I beat you when I cashed in and I beat you for the belt and blah, blah, blah. Then Charlotte starts asking Sasha, like, are, are you happy being Bailey's lackey? Basically saying, are you happy being Bailey's bitch and being an afterthought? We've main evented one of... We main evented Raw before. We main evented countless pay-per-views. The first ever women's Hell in a Cell match. And you're just being... You're, you're happy being content? With just being a sidekick? That's not the Sasha Banks that I know. Continuously throwing shots and trying to like... Like stir up the pot. In this on ongoing... Bailey sasha feud that we know is eventually going to happen. Right? So, like, I like how they have different people that have known Sasha throughout her career to, like, stir up the pot a little bit more instead of Sasha just go on to say, like, I'm tired of this, Bailey. I want to be champion, too. You know? Um, especially, like, um, Sasha's facial expressions while Bailey has her back turned or when um, someone says something that really makes sense to Sasha and everything. Like, just little facial expressions really add... More to the like growing and storyline to Bailey and Sasha without having to have Sasha say anything. Just her face expressions alone tell the story of like you're right, but you know she's my friend. You know I really enjoyed that. Then Bailey basically puts out a challenge saying that let's have a champion versus champion match, Bailey versus Charlotte Flair. But next week it was announced that we're gonna get. Charlotte Flair versus Bailey, champion versus champion. And this whole segment I really didn't care for. The only thing I really enjoyed was Charlotte trying to stir the pot and then Sasha um, showing facial expressions of like, yeah, Charlotte, you're right, but I don't want to say nothing now. Like, I really like that. The next thing we're going to get into is another match in the first round of the Intercontinental Championship Tournament, and it's Daniel Bryan versus Drew Gulak. This was match of the night. This was a match of the night. Similar to the match that they had at Elimination Chamber. It may not be better than the one at Elimination Chamber, but it's, it's close to it. It's close to it. Um, at the start of the match, great mat wrestling. In the first few minutes of the match, it was really good. Um, that's all I could really say. Like They were just grappling up the whole time, trying to put submission holds on each other. Then in the closing moments of the match, Daniel Bryan twists Gulak's foot. And then it looked really nasty on TV. And then Brian puts him in a heel hook leg lock, leg lock or something like that. And then Drew Gulak taps out. And Daniel Bryan moves on to the semifinals of the Intercontinental Championship Tournament. After the match, Daniel Bryan is being interviewed. And he, and he says that he wants to win the Intercontinental Championship and then defend the belt each and every week. Because he believes that he is the best wrestler on the face of the planet. And after that match, like he, he proves it. When you give him somebody that's there with him, like neck and neck, as far as like great wrestling ability, Daniel Bryan is one of the greatest of all time, you know? And they, what I really enjoyed uh, about this whole thing is that um, they have everything set up for next week. Um, they announced that obviously Charlotte Flair versus Bayley, um, AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura and Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus in the continuing the first round of the Intercontinental Championship Tournament. And we're going to get a mixed tag team match. Mandy Rose and Otis versus Dolph Ziggler and Sonya Deville. 
next week's card is stacked. Next week's card is really stacked. Um, after they made that announcement, um, Sonya Deville is backstage with Dolph Ziggler, and she starts cutting a promo, and Sonya asks Mandy, like, what does she see in Otis? Do you really, like, see your life in a, some trailer park with some fat slob of a, of a boyfriend and all that? And she goes on to say that, that, that she can't fight. She has no talent. All you really are is just beautiful and blonde. But trust me, sweetie, that's going to go away really quickly and everything. And then she says that she can't wait for their match next week and tells Manny to put on her big girl panties and show me and show the world exactly why you don't belong in the same ring with me, bitch. And ends it with a bitch. You already know typical SmackDown, not... You already know typical WWE promos, whether it's from the female or, or, or the male talent, is either going to end with a bitch or you son of a bitch or I'm going to kick your ass. And they just drag on and shit. But this was yet again another really good promo from Sonya. I am really liking this heel run for Sonya. I hope as the year goes on, we see her in the title picture. I really do hope we see that. I hope we see more singles matches from Sonya, not five-minute matches. Hopefully, we get to see a 10-minute match from Sonya so we can see what she is able to do in the ring, you know, but that's just me. Um, then we get on to the main event of SmackDown, and it was a tag team match, and it was The Miz and John Morrison versus Otis. So in the beginning of the show, um, Miz tells Otis to get Tucker. Tucker is not here, Otis says. So Otis... Throughout the whole show, he's trying to find people. He goes up to, to Braun Strowman. Braun is like, I'll chew on it. I'll think about it. Then he goes to Sheamus. Sheamus is like, I wouldn't even tag with you and whatever. And then Otis is there holding onto his briefcase like, oh, I don't know. And then Braun Strowman comes out. And that's Otis, taxi partner. We already knew that was going to happen. All I can really say about this match is Otis and Braun, well, Braun Strowman tries and they do the caterpillar, and they hit um, John Morrison with a big elbow drop. Um, Strowman tries to tackle Morrison. Morrison jumps over the barricade, and instead of tackling Morrison, um, Strowman tackles the Miz instead. In the closing moments of the match, John Morrison tries to go for like a Herakarana or something like that. Braun Strowman catches his balance, picks uh, Morrison on his shoulder, and gives him a slam. And one, two, three, Braun Strowman and Otis pick up the victory over Miz and Morrison. Nothing too surprising. But after the match, Mandy Rose comes out to celebrate with Otis. And then Mandy Rose is standing on the bottom of the stage. And then like she's like saying yes to Otis. Otis drops the briefcase and goes like he's going to attack Braun Strowman. Braun quickly turns around and looks at him. And Otis is like, hey, hey, Braun. Hey, Braun, it's just a joke. It's just a joke. I only did it for a laugh. I only did it for a laugh. And he goes for uh, a fucking fist pump. And then Braun does it back. And that was the end of this episode of SmackDown. Overall, this was a really good show. This was a, a, a really good show of SmackDown. Not amazing. It was better. This is probably the best SmackDown in, in, in weeks. In weeks, to be honest. Um, I really enjoyed the opening segment. Um, the Miz going back and forth with Otis. And Otis, like, explaining more of his life and everything. Um, the Daniel Bryan and Drew Gulak match was was amazing. I, I really, That was my favorite match of the night. And I really enjoyed the um, Sonya Deville promo. But anyway, guys, that is the end of this SmackDown Live review. If you're new to the channel, be sure to subscribe and hit that notification bell. And if you enjoyed the SmackDown Live review, be sure to hit that like with a Stone Cold Stunner. And in the comments, let us know, did you like SmackDown Live? Did you hate SmackDown Live? Did you even watch SmackDown Live? Let me know in the comment section down below.
I go by the name unknown. Pipe bomb.